Amma ba'da. So we come to the tenth and final foundation from ten foundations mentioned by Sheikh Abdul Salam ibn Barajis, rahimahullah, in a lecture that he gave in which he mentioned some some of the principles or foundations of the da'wah salafiyyah the call to returning back to the way of the salaf of this ummah the righteous generations from this ummah referring to the first three four generations of this Muslim Ummah. And the Shaykh, he mentioned at the beginning that these are just some of the foundations. The call, just as Al-Islam, Islam, the call to practicing Islam in the way that the Salaf of this Ummah did so, the call to Islam calls to many affairs. However, there are foundations, usul, that all matters come back to, return to. Foundations, you can refer to them as usul. Foundations, you can refer to them as pillars. Pillars. Meaning, these are matters that are of utmost importance and matters that we can, we can refer, yani matters that, that come later or secondary matters back to. And so we come to the tenth principle mentioned by the Sheikh, Sheikh Abdul Salam ibn Barjis, rahimahullah, al Asul al Ashir, the tenth principle. Iltizamuna bil kitab was sunnah fi kulli shu'unina wa ahwalina. Our adherence and strict adherence to the book, referring to the Quran, and the sunnah, the sunnah of our Messenger Muhammad. In every one of our affairs And in all our situations So this is the 10th principle Which we cover today um, And we hope to finish And after that we will summarize Very quickly The principles The 10 principles mentioned by the Sheikh this is the final one that the Sheikh mentioned. And so the Sheikh, he says, our adherence to the kitab and the sunnah in all our affairs, in all situations, huwa aslul usul. Huwa aslul usul wal hakim alayha. It is the foundation of all of the foundations. It is the foundation of all of the foundations. Holding on to, sticking to the book of Allah. Sunnah of the Messenger of Allah in all matters. And it is the core and essence of all of them. The core and essence of all of the foundations that he's mentioned. Because all of them, in essence, in all the principles that the Shaykh has mentioned, the foundations, whether that be uh, given importance to knowledge, given importance to action upon that knowledge, calling to Allah, calling to the deen of Allah, Given importance to the to the aqidah, 
matters of belief, giving importance to the sunnah and so on. All of these matters, in order for, them, for us to achieve them, then we have to go back to the book, book and the sunnah. These, those principles are, 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 are from or fall into this principle here that the Sheikh has mentioned that we refer to the book and the sunnah in all matters. And that includes those previously mentioned principles and foundations. And that is based on or goes back to the saying of Allah it is not for a believing man, nor a believing woman. But if Allah and his messenger judge or pass judgment in an affair, that they have any choice in that. That they have no khira, no choice in that. In, 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 in that affair of theirs. And whoever disobeys Allah and his messenger, then he has indeed strayed into plain error. And likewise, the saying of Allah, إِنَّمَا كَانَ قَوْلَ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ إِذَا دُعُوا إِلَى اللَّهِ وَرَسُولِهِ لِيَحْكُمَ بَيْنَهُمْ أَنْ يَقُولُوا سَمِعْنَا وَأَطَعْنَا وَأُولَٰئِكَ هُمُ الْمُفْلِحُونَ Indeed, the saying of the believers, when is the saying of the believers is only, meaning after they are called, to Allah and his messenger their saying is when, when Allah and his messenger uh, when they are called to Allah and his messenger so that they can judge between them that Allah and his messenger can judge between them their saying is only we hear and we obey those are the successful that whoever obeys Allah and his messenger and fears Allah fears him has khashya dread and taqwa of him fear of him then those are the successful until his saying Say, obey Allah and obey the messenger. And if, they, and if you turn away, then he, meaning the messenger of Allah, وسلم, is only responsible for that which he is only responsible for the duty that has been placed upon him and uh, you are responsible for that duty which has been placed on you and if you obey him meaning you obey the messenger then you shall be rightly guided and there is not, not upon the messenger except to give the clear uh, explanation and to convey in a clear manner. And so the Shaykh, he mentions that the verses that encourage with sticking and adhering 
to the book and to the sunnah. And those verses that command would stick into them, they are many. They are plentiful. Likewise, the ahadith that have come from the Messenger of Allah are likewise plentiful. From them, that which has come in Sahih Muslim and established in the Sahih of Imam Muslim, and the Nabiya sallallahu alayhi wa fi hajjat al that which the Messenger of Allah وسلم, he said during the farewell Hajj. Akbar jam'in lil Muslimin. Akbar jam'in lil Muslimin. The, yani, the greatest number of Muslims that came together during this farewell Hajj. Anyone know the number of Hujjaj, the number of pilgrims, number of companions, number of Sahaba? that came together for this farewell hajj. Hmm? 100,000? 100,000? 100, Anyone else? 20,000? Put it this way. During the battle of Tabuk, which was the last battle, and the last expedition that the Messenger of Allah وسلم, participated in, anyone remember which year that was? Ghazwat Tabuk. Ghazwat hmm. Tabuk in the ninth year after the Hijrah. In the ninth year after the Hijrah. Ka'b ibn Malik, he mentions in the hadith, in the Sahihain, in the Sahih of Imam Bukhari and Imam Muslim, he, say, he said that there were so many, so many of the Muslims who came out to fight alongside the Messenger of Allah that no register, no kitab, no register could enumerate them. Because as is the practice, when someone signs up to fight, you will register your name because if there are spoils of war and so on, you have your, your fair share. Or if, you're not, if, you, if you don't return from the battle, there's a record of who went out, of who went out and fought. But he mentioned there was, no, there was no register that could record their names down because there's so many of them. Anyone know the number? Huh? This, we're talking about the battle now, the battle. This was of Tabuk. So uh, during that expedition, 30,000. 30,000 fighters went out, soldiers, foot soldiers, and 10,000 riders. 30,000 foot soldiers and 10,000 Riders went out during that battle, the battle of Tabuk. Now, that was in the ninth year. Salaam rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Now, the Messenger of Allah Sassam, passed away in, the, in which year? Huh? Between the tenth and the eleventh, or maybe at the beginning of the eleventh year of the Hijrah. Of the Hijrah. Now, and so. During that year, the ninth year, that year was also known as what? It had a name. Hmm? You have the elephant? No. Year of the elephant is referring to which year? The year the messenger of Allah was born. Well done. Now, this year was referred to as, because we know that Allah, he 
he mentioned in one of the surahs, which inshallah one of you is going to give me the answer to, which surah it is, wherein he gave the news that the depart, departing of the messenger of Allah is soon. Soon. Which surah is that? Naam, surah al-Nasr. إِذَا جَاءَ نَصْرُ اللَّهِ وَالْفَتْحِ وَرَأَيْتَ النَّاسِ كيف? How will the people be? وَرَأَيْتَ النَّاسِ يَدُخُلُونَ فِي دِينِ اللَّهِ أَفْوَاجًا You will see the people enter into Islam أَفْوَاجًا in large groups because now the mushrikeen, the pagans had no chance against this call call to Allah, the call to Islam, the call of Tawheed. Allah aided the Messenger of Allah and the Sahaba from going from the very beginning. The Messenger of Allah, he had none with him except a free man and a slave. Abu Bakr and Bilal. Going from two, a free man and a slave, to these numbers. This year was referred to what? Because the people coming to, coming to him in large numbers. Am al-Wafud. Wafud, the jam of Wafd. Delegations, the, those groups that would come in flocks, all of them coming to pledge their allegiance, to take shahada, pledge their allegiance, and uh, to show an, their, their, their Islam. And to be with the Muslims and to be with the Messenger of Allah. Then in the Hajjatul Wida' the number of companions and hujjaj, those performing the Hajj, the pilgrims, with the Messenger of Allah, it has been said 114,000. 114,000 companions. Some said 124,000. Now, Allah knows best with regards to that specific number. However, what we do know is that they were many. Yani it's safe to say at least over 100,000. With regards to the exact number, then Allah he knows best. So the Sheikh, he mentions here that during that farewell hajj, wherein we had the greatest number of Muslims now together, the Messenger of Allah, وسلم, he said to them, وَقَدْ تَرَقْتُ فِيكُمْ مَا لَنْ تَدِلُّوا بَعْدَهُ إن إن اعتسمتم به إن اعتسمتم به أفوان كتاب الله I have left you with that which you will never go astray after me if you hold on to it the book of Allah the Quran likewise it has been established in the Mustadrak of Al-Hakim from Abu Huraira رضي الله عنه that the Prophet ﷺ, he said, تَرَقْتُ فِيكُمْ شَيْئَيْنِ I have left amongst you two things. لَن تَذِلُّوا إِذَا تَمَسَّكْتُمْ بِهِمَا You will never go astray if you hold on to both of them. كِتَابُ اللَّهِ وَسُنَّتِي The book of Allah and my sunnah. وَلَنْ يَتَفَرَّقَ حَتَّى يَرِدَ عَلَيَ الْهَوْضَ and they will not, they will not go, or so they will not separate, these two things will not separate from each other, the, the Quran and the Sunnah, because there is no Quran without the Sunnah. 
and no sunnah without the Quran. Naam. Because they are those, as we know, and we, we hear of them, and you come across them from time to time. And unfortunately, they seem to be on increase due to the, due to the, uh, the, the, the influences, those evil influences that have, come, that have come to them, those who separate between the Quran and Sunnah. Those who separate between the Quran and Sunnah. Here we have the messenger of Allah something saying that they will never be separated from each other. Because you can't, you can't have the Quran without the Sunnah. How can you pray? Simple. How can you pray without the Sunnah? The Quran tells us, Establish the prayer. But there is no mention of how to establish that prayer. How? What to say in that prayer. How to perform that prayer. That Maghrib is three. Isha is four and so on. Likewise with many aspects that have come or many rulings that have come in the Quran that are general but the details of those rulings are found within the Sunnah so there is no separating between them. And here, so here the Messenger of Allah he said that they will not be separated. Until when? Until the whole until the Messenger of Allah comes to the Hawad. Naam, until the believers come to the Hawad. Maqal ibn Abbas, radiallahu anhuma, fi qawlillahi ta'ala. Likewise, Abdullah ibn Abbas, the companion, he said, concerning the saying of Allah, فَمَنِ اتَّبَعَ هُدَايَ فَلَا يُضِلُّ وَلَا يَشْقَى So whosoever follows my guidance, then he will not go astray. وَلَا يَشْقَى Not will he be wretched or unhappy. Here Abdullah ibn Abbas he said تَضَمَّنَ اللَّهُ عَزَّ وَجَلْ لِمَنْ قَرَأَ الْقُرْآنِ وَاتَّبَعَ مَا فِيهِ أَلَّا يُضِّلِّ فِي الدُّنْيَا وَلَا يَشْقَى فِي الْآخِرَةِ Here Allah has guaranteed Allah has guaranteed for the one who reads the Quran and follows that which is in it that he shall not be misguided in this life nor will he be unhappy and wretched in the hereafter so the sheikh he says our adherence our strict adherence to the book of Allah and the sunnah of the messenger of Allah is an affair that is wajib you have no choice in it it is wajib obligatory upon us you have no choice it is also obligatory upon the du'at in Allah those who call to Allah, all of us, my brothers, are callers to Allah. All of us. All of us are callers to Allah. And we should call to Allah within our capacity. And as we know, Allah has mentioned this as a trait that is present within those who will be saved on the day of judgment whilst everybody else is in loss. When Allah mentions, except for those who believe, those who work righteous actions, and they call others, they call others to the truth, they call others to Al-Islam, they call others to that belief that they themselves have within their hearts and that which they act upon and that which that belief necessitates. So they call others, their family members, their dear ones, their neighbors and those around them 
it's not permissible for us and not allowed for us. As Sheikh Saleh Fawzan, he mentioned, and many of the scholars, they mentioned that it is not permissible, not allowed for us to conceal this to ourselves. All of this that we learn, we have to call others. We have to call others. Obligatory upon every single one of us within our capacity. Mm -hmm. That way isn't just someone who comes and teaches in the masjid. Someone who has lots of knowledge goes out on the streets and calls people. Da'wah is within your homes also. Da'wah is to your wives, to your children, to your parents, to your relatives. Naam. So, the Shaykh, he reminds us here and he says, it is obligatory upon everyone who calls to Allah that they give special concern to this. The affair of sticking to these two matters the kitab of Allah and the sunnah of the messenger of Allah that the book and the sunnah they keep these two matters before their eyes constantly because the shaykh he says unfortunately they are from the du'at from the callers those who put their hawa their desires and their opinions before the book of Allah and before the sunnah of the messenger of Allah sallallahu how many are those who follow their desires put their desires before the book of Allah before the sunnah of the messenger of Allah and this desire of theirs that they are following this opinion that they are following they name it with, with a name other than they're not going to say here this is my opinion or the opinion of a such and such sheikh but they name it with names in order to justify in order to justify their opposition to the book of Allah and to the sunnah of the messenger of Allah and from that which the sheikh has covered before in the previous principles like those who will call themselves, for example, Al-Ikhwan Al-Muslimun. Ikhwan Al-Muslimun. The Muslim Brotherhood. So they'll use titles, names, to beautify and to justify them opposing the Book of Allah and the Sunnah of the Messenger of Allah. Because in the apparent, the Muslim Brotherhood, the Muslim Brotherhood, of course, seems... Something beautiful. It's appealing. Very appealing. The Muslim Brotherhood. Now, so the Shaykh he says that here, these, this tasmiya, this naming and labeling, la tusmin, wa min It doesn't, it doesn't fulfill the hunger, satisfy the hunger, nor does it quench any thirst. It doesn't benefit anything before Allah. Because these names, Because changing the names don't change the reality of that thing which the label or name has been placed upon. Changing the name of something doesn't change its reality. Naam. And so the Shaykh he says, those who for the maslaha, they'll say for the maslaha of da'wah, for the benefit of the da'wah, for the overall benefit. They, for, the, for the benefit of the da'wah, they'll oppose the book of Allah and the sunnah 
and <clears throat> they oppose the texts of the Kitab and the Sunnah. And this maslaha, this so-called benefit, they put it before the texts of the Quran and the Sunnah. Now, this is something they do and they justify to themselves for the maslaha, for the benefit, for the overall benefit. Now, the Sheikh, he says, he says that these people have clearly gone astray and from that which they do is that whoever now wa'ahum, wa'adahum, whoever opposes them and has enmity towards them and whoever kashafa ma yantu'oon alayhi min al-baatil and whoever seeks to uncover that which they harbor and hide from falsehood what they do is they make it permissible and they hold it permissible and allowed for the sake of the for the dawah for their overall benefit to lie upon this individual to um, to raise accusations against him all of that because in their view, it's for the overall benefit of the da'wah. So they lie for, and, and make up accusations against scholars if they have to. Or again, like, uh, uh, the kitab that we're covering now on Saturday. Kitab al-Tawheed, the author, Sheikh al-Islam, Muhammad ibn Abdul Wahhab. How many have you heard from these people in them accusing Sheikh al-Islam, Muhammad ibn Wahhab? with accusations that he made takfir of all the Muslims. He declared the Muslims to be non-Kufar and so on. And he, he, he held their blood to be permissible and these kinds of things. Accusations and lies against, against the, the Imam and the Sheikh. And many, there are many examples of this for those who know and those who have, who have read into the biographies of some of the scholars in, during the history of Islam and so the Shaykh mentions that these people give no concern to the saying of Allah those who harm the believing men and the believing women undeservedly then they bear upon themselves the crime of slander and plain sin and so they pay no attention to this verse because to them, the overall benefit of the da'wah to them, then that precedes everything else. And so the Shaykh mentions that this is a clear mistake, it is clear misguidance, and it is obligatory upon anyone who has fallen into this that he repents to Allah, that he returns back to Allah. Naam, because this surely is clear misguidance. And it is Jurmun Shani'a, it is a hideous offense. And it is that which the Salaf of this Ummah they cautioned against and warned of. Naam. Or warned from. And in reality, this is an extension from. The people of, of, of Ra'i, those who give precedence to their opinions over the text, over the, the, the book of Allah and the sunnah of the messenger of Allah, those who are known for following opinions. 
and that which they hold in their view to be the correct yani, thing to do in any given matter. Naam. And so this uh, is what the Salaf would shun. They would shun um, these people. وَدَارَتْ بَيْنَهُمْ وَبَيْنَ السَّلَفْ مَعَارِكْ طَاهِنَةً حَتَّى نَصَرَ اللَّهُ تَعَالَى أَهْلَ السُنَّةِ عَلَيْهِمْ And between the Salaf and these people, the Salaf, we know, were a people who would, who would do exactly as the Shaykh is mentioning here and teaching us here in this principle. They would adhere staunchly to the book and the Sunnah. The, the nusus, the text, the naql. The naql, meaning that which has, has been transmitted from Allah and from the Messenger of Allah. They gave precedence to that, the naql. As for Ahlul Ra'i, the people of opinion, they gave precedence to what? The aql. They gave precedence to their intellects. And as we mentioned today in today's khutbah, something which the, the scholars, they mention as a trait of all of the various groups and sects who fell into this affair, that they would form their beliefs and form for themselves practices, actions of worship. They would do these things first Yani they would go back to their intellects first and let their intellects judge for themselves that which they want to believe in, that which they want to do. Then they would, what would they do after that? Then they would look for evidences to support that. So they would say, They believe, They believe first, they form the beliefs, then they search from Dalil, they look for Dalil. They go to the Quran, they go to the Sunnah, which evidence will back up what we have believed in? Now, this is their way. Ahlul Ra'i. They give precedence to the aql over the naql. As for the people of Sunnah, they give precedence to the naql, the that which has been transmitted, meaning the Quran, the Sunnah, which has been transmitted and has come from Allah, revelation from Allah. We give pre pre precedence to that over the aql. If the, if the aql happens to agree with the text, then alhamdulillah. If it doesn't, then the aql has no place. Now, um, and so the sheikh, he's, he, he, he's mentioning here that there were lasting, long-lasting conflicts between the people of opinion and the salaf of this ummah in this regard. Up until Allah aided the people of sunnah over them. And he extinguished their falsehood. And to Allah is our praise and bounty and benevolence. Now, and so then the Shaykh he mentions that, that which is, is befitting for, uh, for us to know and to be known is that um, failing to apply the Book of Allah and the sunnah of the messenger of Allah وسلم, in all our affairs, in all our situations, ينجم عنه من الأضرار والمفاسد الشيء الكثير. 
their results from this. Many harms and evils نعم. and causes يعني, of corruption. That which the Imam Ibn al-Qayyim rahimahullah he attempted to enumerate and he mentioned some of them. Um, that which are from the destructive effects of turning away from the book and the sunnah not applying these two sources of Islam in our lives and in our affairs um, the sheikh or the imam Ibn al-Qayyim he said that when the people they turned away from judging with the book of Allah and the sunnah of the messenger of Allah وسلم, and al-muhakama ilayhima going to them the book and the sunnah to judge between themselves in their affairs and they believed and they believed that it is not suffice or it is not sufficient to depend on just those two the book of Allah and the sunnah of the messenger of Allah and how many as we're going to see how many in a topic which many they uh, get involved in and they like to discuss the affair of the Muslim rulers, for example, the discussion of the political situation around the Muslim world and the affair the affairs of the Muslim lands and, and, and the rulers and so on, and the governments and so on, they think and believe that this is something that we, is open to discussion, that we are to come together um, and think of a solution. Yani as though the Quran and Sunnah hasn't sufficed in this matter. As though the Quran and Sunnah haven't spoken about the situation that we're in. Where the Muslim Ummah has become weak. Or where we have rulers that are evil. And don't judge with the, with the book of Allah and the Sunnah of the Messenger of Allah. Or that we see rulers who don't have Sunnah upon them. The Quran and Sunnah have spoken clearly about this. And we'll see here from the, from the Shaykh that, that which he mentions. Um, and so when they began to believe that that which we're in need of, then the Qur'an and Sunnah don't suffice us in that regard. And we're in need of more. And we need to go to other matters. Or we need to go to our opinions. Outside of the book of Allah and the Sunnah of the Messenger of Allah And they resorted to al-ara, opinions. Wal-qiyas, making analogy, analogy with, with matters. Wal-istihsan, that which they deemed according to their intellects, to be proper and best. This is the best solution in this situation. And so on. And the statements of sheikhs. Naam, when they did this, then it was inevitable that which came to them from that is that their fitr, their fitra, يعني, their natural dispositions became corrupted. Because now they formed for themselves this habit and this practice of not going to the book of Allah, the Sunnah of the Messenger of Allah in all their affairs. 
But they think that the book and the sunnah has only, has only come to talk about salah, zakah, Ramadan, fasting the month of Ramadan, hajj, and these kinds of matters. Hmm? But on, in other affairs, they left off the book of Allah and the sunnah of the messenger of Allah, and they went back to their opinions, statements, or opinions of scholars and so on, and leaders and so on. Um, and so then their fitras became corrupted and they brought about for themselves a darkness in their hearts and a murkiness like a murkiness in their understandings and they did away with their intellects and when this became the general situation uh, amongst them this became prevalent and widespread um, up until the point that uh, the young ones are nurtured upon this and you see we've seen ourselves many of us growing up when we came from the backgrounds that we came from how the young ones are nurtured upon upon other than the book of Allah and the sunnah of the messenger of Allah how often would you hear in the masjid in the khutab when you used to attend the masjid that you would hear the book of Allah and the sunnah of the messenger of Allah not very often you would you would hear the opinions of the elders of the sheikhs and so on and so they are nurtured the younger ones are nurtured upon this they are nurtured upon other than the book of Allah and the sunnah of the messenger of Allah and the shaykh he mentions up until harima alayha al-kabir up until the, the, the elders they reach old age and this is their affair this is their affair and we've seen this we've seen this how many when they began to attend and come by the father of Allah attend this masjid and they would come to the khutb if we just take Jum'ah for it as an example, those who would come and they hear, it's strange to them that they're hearing, they're hearing verse after verse from the Quran. Anything that's been propagated, this is the, the proof from the book of Allah. This is the proof from the sunnah of the messenger of Allah. How many have said to us, well, Alhamdulillah, the reason why I come to this masjid is because I hear Quran. I hear evidence for what is being taught. I hear evidence from the book of Allah and from the sunnah of the messenger of Allah. Something which for all of these years have gone and a breath of fresh air. They're deprived for many years. Deprived from hearing the book of Allah and the sunnah of the messenger of Allah. How many from the khutb? And we've attended ourselves before a masjid of Salafiyah was established. You would go to the khutbah, you would hardly hear a verse. But just a, almost like a political speech. Talking about the affairs of the Muslim lands and so on. But not a single mention of an of a ayah. Not a single mention of a hadith. Naam. So this is what the Sheikh is referring to. That the young ones and the old ones are all nurtured upon this. Naam. Up until the affair becomes one. Wherein. That they. Lam yarawha munkira. They don't see this matter as something which is evil. That they have left the book of Allah and the son of the messenger. They don't even bat an eyelid about this affair hmm? and so then a dola comes dola ukhra 
قامت فيها البدع مقام السنن so here the Sheikh is referring to when those who come into power they take over and they the rulers and so on they establish as a practice within the land and they uh, implement as a nation practices so what they do is they in place of the sunnah they establish bid'ah newly invented matters matters which are not from the deen but the, the, the country as a whole now establish these things so the whole country might end up celebrating the birthday of the Rasul the whole country even from the, even from the ruler and it comes this is what the Sheikh is referring to now when nafs maqam al-aql nafs yani here the soul and the emotions takes takes the place of the, the aql so just emotions just emotions the birthday this is the day that the Rasul was was born we have to celebrate we have to emotions emotions over the aql because anyone with aql see that that which they are doing that which they are doing is nothing but fasad nothing but fasad and there's no proof from the book of Allah no proof from the sunnah of the messenger to establish these affairs you find that they fall into so, so, so many munkarat from this as we mentioned today in the khutbah affairs of major shirk my brothers major shirk and that is just what they that, that is what you hear from their public display chanting oh messenger of Allah marhaba this is what they say marhaba 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 You're welcome because they believe that he's, he attends this mahfal and this party of theirs and this ceremony of theirs that's why they're addressing him and to the extent where as we mentioned today Allah al-musta'an shouting and this part was in English and the speaker he said and now we're going to speak and make some, give some slogans in English and he, he says welcome he, he, he commanded the, 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 those who were present to say after him welcome welcome in English because now they switched from Urdu to English oh master of the universe Muhammad referring to him as the master of the universe welcome welcome Lord, O oh Lord of uh, Medina, welcome, welcome. Uh, Master of Mecca, welcome, welcome. O oh, owner of paradise, welcome, welcome. This is in open. Imagine what they do behind closed doors. The shirk that they fall into. Naam. And so, um, the aql it becomes something which is lost even though we mentioned the aql has no place when the naql comes however the aql still has its place anyone who looks at their actions the fact that they have we see them going on their parades and causing much further disruption on this on the roads and so on is this islam is this da'wah to the non-Muslims? The, the, the non-Muslims, are they gonna, do you think they're going to look at us and say, wow, mashallah, that is, I want to follow that prophet that they're following. Hmm? Naam. Ewa. 
So the uh, Sheikh, he continued and says, and when this is the case, then Hawa takes the place of Rushd, desires, takes the place of reason and forthrightness, and misguidance takes the place, takes the place of Huda, and Munkar replaces Ma'roof, evil replaces good. Well, Jahl, in, instead of Ilm, ignorance instead of knowledge. And Riyah replaces Al-Ikhlas, showing off and so on, replaces sincerity. Falsehood replaces truth. Al-Kadhib, Maqam, Al-Sidq. And Lying replaces truthfulness. Well, Mudahana replaces, Mudahana, yani flattery. Flattery and so on replaces Nasiha. So you don't find those who, were, who would give sincere advice anymore. Yani if advice has to be given to those in authority and so on, that is replaced with flattery. Instead they go to them and they, 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 yani they, they indulge in flattery of yani those that they, they go to. And injustice and oppression replaces justice. And so the Shaykh mentions that the Dawla so these affairs become pre prevalent within the country and amongst the people. They become prevalent, dominant, and widespread. And now, so your private messages. I can read out your private messages if you like. Yeah. The car, yeah? yeah. To, to remove it, to move it. أشهد أن محمد رسول الله. Allah Akbar Allah Akbar La ilaha illallah Um, somebody's blocking um, a sister in the car park who needs to go and pick up her children. Um, a white car, uh, registration plate, YB72RNU. Uh, if you own that vehicle, then please, if you are able to remove that, if you can remove that, please, uh, immediately. <coughs> now.
Naam. So here the Sheikh, um, summarizing here, the Sheikh, uh, he mentions that when you see these affairs, and you see that the country as a whole, this has become something prevalent and dominant, <clears throat> that when you see that country, that this is their state, and this is the condi their condition, um, if you see a people and a land or a country that this is their affair, um, uh, the Sheikh he mentions here that if this is basically if the affair has come to this all of these matters that he mentioned um, then in this situation the Sheikh he says that uh, the the inner part of the the earth the core of the earth is better than the face of the earth and the peaks of the mountains or the summits of the mountains are better than the plains and the lands meaning to flee to these to flee away from the people when this is the state of the people and mixing with the wild animals is better and safer than mixing with the people when this is their condition so the Sheikh he says it is therefore obligatory upon those who call to Allah that they hold on to the book and to the Sunnah in all their affairs because doing so in that is tremendous khair in the religion or in religious matters and in the dunyawi matters, in the worldly matters. Therefore, or it is for that reason that the Sahaba when Allah Taala revealed His saying, "وَإِن تُبْدُوا مَا فِي أَنْفُسِكُمْ أَوْ تُخْفُوهُ يُحَاسِبُكُمْ بِهِ يُحَاسِبُكُمْ بِهِ اللَّهِ بِهِ اللَّهِ." If you are to if you were to disclose that which is in yourselves, or if you were to conceal them, then Allah will bring you or call you to account for that. That when this became difficult upon them, they came to the Messenger of Allah وسلم, and they said, O oh, Messenger of Allah, we have been burdened with actions. We have been burdened with actions that we're not able to, to bear. As-salah, the prayer, as-siyam, fasting, al-jihad, and sadaqah. And this verse has been revealed upon us. And we're not able to, to bear it. And so the Messenger of Allah he said to them, Do you know that which or do you want to say that which the people of the two books, the Jews and Christians, before you said? That we listen and we disobey. This is what they said. Rather, you should say, Rather, you should say, we hear and we obey. 
um, and we seek your forgiveness, our Lord, and to you is the return. And so when the, when the messenger of Allah, when the Sahaba, they said this, then Allah, ta'ala, he lightened the matter uh, upon them. And so then he revealed, لا يكلف الله نفسا إلا وسعها. Allah doesn't burden a soul with more than it can bear. And so the Sheikh he finalizes here and he says that <clears throat> whosoever applies the book and the sunnah in all his affairs, whoever implements them, and whoever returns his affairs back to the, to the, to the Quran, to the sunnah, then Allah ta'ala will make for him min kulli ham farajan. Allah will make for every distress that he's in or he experiences relief and from every difficult and tight situation that he's in Allah will make a way out for him Allah will make a way out for him and that which is befitting um, that which is befitting for those who show their rejection to the rulers for them not applying the laws of Islam according to them that which they say and they rebuke for implementing man-made laws the qawaneen al-wadhiyya the man-made laws so those who criticize and rebuke the Muslim rulers saying that they are implementing man-made laws and they are not referring back to the Quran to the Sunnah that which is befitting for them to know and to feel is that they themselves that they themselves were those who do this that they themselves don't implement the Sharia of Allah they themselves don't implement the Quran and the Sunnah in their dealings with the rulers. Because if they're saying that the rulers should implement as law the Quran and the Sunnah strictly, and that's it, nothing else, that they, that, that they should be applying the Kitab and the Sunnah as a law within the lands, then they themselves also don't apply the Quran and Sunnah in their own actions in how they deal with the rulers now because the Shaykh he says indeed they judge with, with other than the Sharia of Allah um, <clears throat> um, and the Shaykh he says I don't say about them these people who, who fall into this I don't say about them that uh, they don't apply the Sharia in all of their affairs. However, I wouldn't be exaggerating if I was to say in many of their affairs. In many of their affairs. And how many do you see as well? How many do you see who love to criticize the ruler, the Muslim ruler? Oh, look at King so-and-so. Look at this ruler. Look at the, the, uh, the, the, the ruler in this land, and that country, and so on. However, when you look at that individual himself. You don't see Islam upon him in some of the basic matters. In his own appearance. 
in, yeah, how he is with his own family and the implementation of basic aspects of the Sharia. Struggling to implement Sharia in his own household, but then criticizing the ruler in not being able to implement the Sharia in a, in a vast land. Of course, that's a lot more difficult. Of course. Extremely difficult. Now, and so the Sheikh, he says, and he, fin he finalizes, and he says, um, so let these people fear Allah with regards to themselves, and let them bring themselves to account before they are brought to account. Wabillahi tawfiq. And with that, uh, uh, we have read through the foundations um, of this noble call, this da'wah salafiyya, this call which calls back to following the early generations of this ummah, those righteous and best generations that the Messenger of Allah informed us of when he said that the best of people are those who, who yeah, is my generation, those who come after them, and then those who come after them. And so these are uh, just some of the foundations that this call to uh, the Salafi da'wah yeah, and he calls to uh, and encourages with um, those as the Sheikh he mentioned from old and of new these were the foundations with them these were the usul of the da'wah with them uh, and that which distinguishes this call from all else besides it from the sex that appeared within this ummah and deviated away from the sirat from that straight path of Allah. Nam. In summary, the Shaykh, he mentioned that these principles were the first, which was that we give, uh, or this da'wah gives great concern and importance to knowledge, to ilm, that ilm al shari, and to acquiring understanding, tafaqquh fi deen, and acquiring understanding uh, of the religion. It encourages with practical implementation of al Islam. An action upon that knowledge. Now, because this is the goal and objective behind that knowledge. It calls this da'wah of ours. It calls, it calls to, to knowledge and action. And thereafter, it calls to calling others to that knowledge and action. Now, and as we mentioned, that it is not permissible for us, for us to conceal this call, the call of the prophets and the messengers, this da'wah of al-Islam, it is not allowed for us to conceal it from the people. Likewise, this da'wah, it gives great importance to the aqidah of the salaf, to the aqidah, to the beliefs of the early salaf of this ummah. Kedalik, uh, it gives tremendous importance to the sunnah of the messenger of Allah وسلم, and calls to it. It calls to connecting people to the scholars of the Sunnah. Naam. And it calls away from or discourages from the formation of groups and parties. It encourages with holding on to what the Quran and the Sunnah and the consensus of the Salaf of the Ummah have agreed upon as it pertains to dealing with the Muslim rulers and the leaders. And from the foundations of the Salafi call is to oppose the people of innovations. So this, is, this was the way of the Salaf of this Ummah.
that they would oppose the people of innovation, those who introduced matters into the religion and to warn from them. And the final foundation which we covered today to stick to the book of Allah and the sunnah of the messenger of Allah in all our affairs and in all our situations. No, at the beginning, I mean, because the, the ahkam and the rulings, they, the sahaba, from their war, from their taqwa of Allah, is that they wouldn't be able to uh, fulfill the rights of Allah in that which he is deserving of, and that they couldn't fear Allah in the way that he is deserving of. Allah he commands you know, to, for us to fear him haqqatuqatih. Um, the Sahaba, from their nature, is that they يعني, would um, يعني, fear that they would fall short and not be able to fulfill the rights of Allah to, in, in a manner that he's truly deserving of يعني, being worshipped. And so then Allah he revealed this verse, Allah doesn't burden us so more than it can be. And likewise, similar to that, is fear Allah as much as you are able. Meaning, according to your ability. We try, we try our best. Naam. Other than that, then Allah doesn't burden us so more than it can bear. Naam. Naam. Last question. It's time for salah. Naam. Naam, because like that has come as well now. That has come as well now. Hmm? It has come, yes, it has come that the, yani, they, they said, uh, the Sahaba, they said, oh, Messenger of Allah, one of us, we have thoughts that which, and things that come to our minds that which we yani, wouldn't dare to say out openly. <clears throat> Naam. And then the Messenger of Allah, sallam, he said that, yani, that Allah uh, yani, doesn't bring to account the, the Ummah or the Ummah is pardoned for that which yani, comes to their minds so long as they don't utter it or act upon it. Naam. Um, and yani, um, again, from the Salaf, those who say that the verse was revealed um, yani, in connection to, to this. Naam. Wallahu ta'ala alam. Wa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in.